Attention architects and creative minds, get ready to supercharge your brand with Build Your Brand, the podcast that's unlocking the secrets of branding success for creatives. Hey there, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my friend, architect marketing expert, Jeff Eccles at Build Your Brand Podcast, where he explores the captivating stories of the world's top brands and transforms their lessons into powerful moves for small firm architects and creatives like you. In season one, Jeff shares the thrilling tale of Southwest Airlines, where he dissects their journey to the summit and distills it into strategies tailor-made for you. It's important to keep in mind that companies like Southwest compete in the real world, just like you, and face real-world challenges, just like you. You might be surprised at how similar those challenges are to the struggles that you grapple with on a day-to-day basis. Don't miss out on your blueprint for success. Subscribe, tune in, and let's build your brand together. You may have noticed that the very best brands in the world are also known for having somewhat unique corporate cultures. That's often the glue that holds everything together when they encounter those rough spots. We don't do it because it inconveniences the passengers to whom we are primarily dedicated, the short haul, uh, frequent flyer. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Your Brand today. Remember, no matter the size, the journey's the same. Your brand's journey to the top starts here. In this episode, we talked with Kevin Costello from The Ranch Mine. Kevin's no stranger to Context and Clarity veterans. He did a special session for us back in September of 2020, where we talked about using social media to get quality work. This conversation was a bit of an extension of that session, I guess. To introduce him, though, Kevin, with his wife, is the co-founder of The Ranch Mine, a seven-person architecture firm in Phoenix, Arizona. Through his experience starting and growing the ranch mine, Kevin's become what I would call an experience-taught public relations and social media expert. If you're looking for real-world, actionable social media strategy that's 100% applicable for small architecture firms, this conversation is for you. If you really apply the focus and the strategy that Kevin is describing You'll find the time and understand how to grow your brand like the Ranch Mine has. As usual, Catherine McPhail joined me for the conversation with Kevin Costello and again afterward backstage. Catherine is my co-host and she's an architect and podcaster from Arlington, Massachusetts. In addition to Context and Clarity, Catherine hosts Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven and she's the CEO of Demios Architects. As always, I'm looking forward to talking about our takeaways from this conversation. So let's go backstage and listen in as Catherine and I talk about our conversation with Kevin Costello from The Ranch Mine. I actually hadn't heard, I don't think I'd ever heard Kevin tell that part of the story where he and Claire, that's that's uh, his his wife's name. They sat down at the beginning and um, thought about where they wanted this thing to be in the future and created this narrative 
for where the ranch mine, what the ranch, what they wanted the ranch mine to be. And that, that actually sort of became a part of the theme of this conversation today. today. So I, I, I loved the conversation. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, I did. I, you know, I love these, these, um, having an idea and deciding how you can make it happen and then just taking the step and the steps and steps and steps to get it, to get it to become a reality. I mean, that's really exciting to me because that's what life's kind of all about. I feel like, why don't I do it more often than I don't know? I mean, I get, I just might just get excited at the beginning. And then like he was saying, you have to be consistent with the whole thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He opened with that. It, it is a marathon. It's not, Hey, we're going to jump on Instagram and throw some posts up there and expect to have a project by the end of the week. But um, and, and I think, I think what you're saying there is a pain that a lot of us, maybe all of us feel is, you know, how, how do I do this? How do I get this done? You know, I've got all these other things I have to do, you know, my, my invoicing and my, you know, working on this project and my construction documents and the site visit and all that. And, and the, the, the real answer, um, from Kevin is, you have the systems, you have to put the systems in place and you have to create this consistency. And it, it sounds so simple, right? Coming, coming out of, out of your mouth. Oh, well, we're going to develop a system and we're going to be consistent with it. Um, obviously it's not that simple, but I think that is the, I think that's the secret, isn't it? Well, like I say, it's easy. Yeah. Simple, but it's not easy. Is that the saying? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, the consistency is, is the key. And like you said, you show up here every day. We show up here every week. Mm -hmm. We just keep putting stuff out there and we have this, you have this whole body of work that people can, can go look at. And that's what happens if you just do the same thing over and over right. and over. Right. Yeah. As, as we were talking with Kevin, it was actually after the, the live had ended, we talked for a couple of minutes with Kevin and he was, he was talking about that consistency and then, you know, every once in a while, he said they get a lot of no's, you know, a lot of no's when they pitch a magazine or a lot of no's when they have a proposal to a client. And, and, um, I think everybody needs to hear that first of all. Um, and he was talking about the consistency and then every once in a while you may have this, this big breakthrough, you know, you get a, an article published or you win an award or whatever, whatever that big thing is and then he says you've really got to capitalize on that and that really resonated with me because that's I didn't I wasn't this explicit with it about it when we were talking with Cabin but one of my big regrets in my career is our firm winning firm of the year in our state for you know for our state we won firm of the year and we didn't capitalize on that and one of the reasons I think, you know, looking back is that if you're, if you're consistent and you're doing these things and you're building these platforms, then you have something to spring off of. Then you have something to, to build off of when, when the big thing happens. So, and, and then continue on after that and continue to capitalize on that big thing. And we weren't really consistent leading up to that. And so the thing happened, right? We won firm of the year, which is fantastic. But then we didn't really have that platform or that foundation to continue to build off of. It was just sort of this blip that became almost an anomaly in a way. In a way. And that's that's that was a swing and a miss. 
for us, honestly. And and so I really like that piece of advice from from Kevin is, you know, just build that and build the platforms and keep keep doing it. And then when the big thing happens, you you uh, you work from there. And I, I thought it was interesting. He said he spends um, 20 minutes a week doing it. So one day right. a week, one post a week. And that seems more manageable. I always set myself up for, um, you know, one a day. I'm going to do one a day and then it just mm-hmm. is too much. Short answer is systems. I've created a ton of systems internally on how to do all this stuff. So like, again, you know, I'm, I'm on Instagram for maybe an hour a week and that's including responding to followers. And writing stuff does take a little bit of time, but again, because I've collected all of that information and because I've been putting things in 12 seconds at a time, you know, throw it in there, I now have sort of an outline of what I want to do. And then the other thing is, I think once you get into the rhythm of it and you're attracting your ideal clients, you're not wasting a lot of time on trying to force square pegs and round holes with clients that might not work for you and that kind of stuff. So if it frees up a lot of your time, if you're doing projects that you want to do with clients you want to work with, and everyone's, you, know, it, you take the friction out of everything else in your life if you start to get those clients. So it's it's kind of a, a snowball effect. Um, you've got to start, you've got to push the snowball a little bit to start it. Um, but once it gets going, everything starts to work in a way. If you work it into your process, if it's part of your business, then it, then it the time kind of works out. I think a big takeaway, a big lesson there is that they, they, Kevin and, and the Ranch Mind, the, t- the team at the Ranch Mind, they gather a lot of information. They gather a lot of information from their prospective clients and from their clients and from their social media analytics. And so everything that they're doing is very measured. You know, well, how do you how do you find the the uh, magazines or, or the the online publications to, that you want to get published in? Well, we we ask the people that we work with, what do you look at, and how do you know what people that you're trying to reach on social media? Well, we we ask the people what they care about and and you know what they uh, you know what resonates with them, and and well, how do you know? he mentioned, you know, the best time to post while they're looking at their analytics. And so they're not guessing, which a lot of us are guessing, you know, if we're, if we're honest, a lot of us are guessing. Um, and I, I think that is a, a huge lesson, a huge lesson to spend 20 minutes or an hour. The only way that works is if you know, and, um, if, if you're just sort of spraying and praying, so to speak, where a lot of us, you know, we're posting every day, is it focused, right? Is it focused on the people like we talked about with Kevin? Is it focused on the, the subject matter, the platform, the time, et cetera? Or are we just throwing something out there every day just so that we have something out there? There's a, there's a big difference in that. Yeah, no, there definitely is. And it's a lot of pressure, I feel. I feel like there's a lot of pressure at the social media. Um, I mean, because there is, you know, to kind of keep up with the uh, ranch mines out there. Um, so then I just don't want to do it. Like, I, I feel like I I just don't, I don't know. I can be consistent with my podcast that I put out every week because in mm-hmm. my mind I have to do that. So I don't have a choice. And so I just do it. 
And maybe I just need to look at it that way. If I set myself up in something a little more achievable, like once a week, and I just do it, like you said, at 10 a.m. on Tuesday, you know? Is it a question of, and I'm, I'm going to ask about your your specific case, because I think I think what you're saying is not unusual. I think there are a lot of people that that feel that same thing. So is it a case of making yourself do it versus being purposeful about it? Does that question make sense? Okay. So, all right, I've, I've got to do this every day because I, I, I need to do it, right? I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses or the Ranch Mines or the, the whatever. So I need to do this just for the sake of doing it versus I know that I'm trying to reach a very specific type of person which means that I'm going to create this very specific type of post. I know that they're online and most active at 10 a.m. on Tuesday, and they have been really responsive to this type of content. So now everything I'm doing is about reaching, you know, the purpose is to reach that specific person. Yeah, yeah. I did get kind of inspired when he said that. Like he doesn't just... He's, he's speaking directly to his ideal client every time. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's a huge takeaway, right? I obviously preach that all the time, but. You do preach that all the time. And somehow I did not hear that until he said it. Like that's what he does. And because I guess part of it is like, who wants to see this thing? Nobody wants to see this thing. So what I really need to ask myself is what, what would my ideal client like to see? And then post that and not care what fellow architects might like to see or anybody else. Yes. Yeah, I, well, I th- I think the reason it probably resonates or resonated today coming from Kevin is it's a very it's a very specific use case, right? It's okay. We're talking about Instagram, which for those of you that have were not able to catch the live, you can go and go over to the Entree Architect YouTube channel and you can watch the uh, uh, watch the live the uh, the recording, I guess, of the of the live, and you can see the whole conversation. But um, but RanchMind primarily uses Instagram, and so he's got a very specific use case, right? I'm focusing on my ideal clients on Instagram, and so I think it's it's really it, it's easier to make that applicable or actionable um, w- when you make it that specific. I think I think that's probably why it, it resonates today. It just makes it make way more simple, and pretty much everything he does is uh, simple but not easy. You know? Yes. Like I find that he plans out what he wants to do in the future. Well, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he actually has this plan when he was talking about uh, designing in different climates because that was intriguing too hot. (laughs) I mean, that, that makes total sense. Yeah. But thinking about that that much and not just reacting to what comes in, but just thinking like, this is what I want. I'm going to manifest this thing. Yeah, they're 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 looking forward, right? And and they, as you said, they they are planning, and um, you know, going back to the, the very beginning where he and Claire sat down and said, "Okay, this is what we want ra- the ranch mine to be." They're 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 uh, holding sort of that point of view, always looking out. I don't know, I don't know if he actually said what the what the time frame was, but let's just say ten years. You know, they're looking out ten years from today and 10 years from tomorrow and next year and, and so on and so forth, which, which helps them 
I think these are not his words. This is my interpretation, but it, it helps him to plan and respond rather than react. And responding to climate change is essentially part of that. You know, if it's 10 degrees hotter in Phoenix, is anybody going to live here? We, we need to look at elements, which I thought was an intriguing little twist there. We're not, we're not looking at the desert anymore. We're looking at, um, you know, water and, and air and, and the other things that they talked about. Yeah, it's, it's responding to the reality that's coming. I mean, that's pretty amazing that he has had such success. I mean, how many of us just started off with a firm where we were young and we didn't have any experience and then we took bathrooms on, but, and then now he's, he might be working in Egypt. I mean, how does that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, I mean, I guess he's talking about how that happens. Yeah. Oh, and, and I think it, I think it starts with the focus. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, just staying true to that. And he's, when he was talking about how the size of the project or the nature of the project didn't matter so much, it was more um, who was hiring them and what their goals were. That was important. So they could be doing a bathroom and maintain their mission because their mission necess- isn't necessarily like a $10 million house. Yeah, that that was a good takeaway for me as well. You know, he, when he was talking about the sort of the project-driven missions, it wasn't about the size of the project or the type of project, but it was maybe the result of the project or the impact of the project or thinking outside the box, thinking thinking about improving and changing the situation. And that was, that was sort of the core purpose of it, which it's purposeful, right? So if someone just... If someone says, hey, I just need a set of blueprints, well, that that doesn't fit. If someone says, hey, we want to remodel our bathroom because of this, that, or the other, which is kind of what where they started, oh, cool, that fits. But it, it, it allows for growth as well. Hey, we want, you know, we're, uh, we just had twins and we need a lot more room all of a sudden. You know, that's different than a bathroom. Um Hey, we we're expanding our business, and and that's I'm getting off the off the track of the ranch mine, but that fits the mission mission potentially. So I think it's I think it's a nicely defined mission that gives them a lot of room to 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 wiggle and maneuver and grow. Um, so that that impressed me a lot. In his case, it seems like the uh, the mission kind of went with the ideal client, yes. meaning that. You know, the pioneering spirit. Like, that's the person, and that's also can be a description of the project. Yeah, that, that's, a really, that's a really good point. They, they, they are meshed together. Yeah, and I also like the fact that he mentioned um, legacy and livelihood. That was the alliteration. Yeah, and that was beautiful, too, because not every project has to be a legacy project. Right. You need some livelihood projects, too. Yeah. Yeah, I... He really has his act together, that guy. <laughs> he can apparently he can write and he can design and lead this whole yeah. thing. Well, well, and I, I don't know. Obviously, we don't all have the the exact same takeaways, but for me, a a big takeaway, and I hope for everybody, a big takeaway was that a couple of weeks ago we talked to Rain Bennett on Context and Clarity Live, storytelling coach, storyteller. Kevin is obviously a storyteller as well. 
um, all throughout our conversation, we heard about this narrative that he's creating. And we're doing that. You know, when you're designing, you're, you're creating this narrative. But he's, he's thinking about that narrative all the time in terms of the project, in terms of how they're going to present the project and market the pro- project and pitch it for a magazine article or an award um, or do an interview about it. And he's always talking about this narrative and when you talk to somebody like Rain Bennett or, or anybody that talks about storytelling, it's, you know, the most important story you tell is a story you tell yourself. Most of the time that's about your – when people say that, it's about like your image of yourself and your goals and things like that. But, but he's using the power of story to design everything and keep everything on track, which I think is incredibly impressive. And he also talks about designing his public image yes. too. And that everything he puts out there is, you know, building his brand, right. essentially. Which, of course, makes makes sense. But controlling your public image, in order to do that, yeah, I think you have to decide what your public image, you want it to, what you yes. want it to be. Yeah. So, and he sets his goals every year, he said, which I thought was like, I don't know, it's just, it just seems really um, deliberate and organized. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think that would be another theme here is that... The, there is a high level of organization, right? They've got, they've got the structure, they've got the systems. He's, he's, you know, and they've, again, we have to remember they've been developing these over roughly 10 years, right? There's, you know, they didn't start here. So they've been, they've been. Sure. But what have I been doing for 10 years? I haven't been doing it. A lot of us haven't. Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying that it's pretty awesome that he has done it for 10 years. It's pretty amazing. And um, also, one thing that he said about the social media, uh, the clients he gets through social media come for him specifically, yeah. where the referrals need a service provider. We found that, you know, this, the whole 80-20, that, that referrals can be very limiting if you're trying to grow and evolve as a business. Because the, the biggest difference for us is that referrals um, are wanting a service provider, generally. And social media followers want us. And there's a huge shift in the type of client that we get from that. And because we were young and trying to grow rapidly, if you do a bathroom for someone, they're probably going to refer you to someone else who says, hey, I want to get my bathroom done. Referrals are generally kind of a one-to-one, maybe a one to 1.5. And we found that with social media and crafting a narrative, we we can exponentially grow because we're sort of skipping over those steps of that incremental growth. And being able to find new clients by the way that we talk about our projects, the way that we talk about what we're doing, we can sort of do that. And then people don't, who are former clients and that kind of stuff, we tell them, if someone reaches out to you and asks you to do it, just share our social media link. Don't, don't feel like you need to say anything. You know, you can talk about your experience, of course, but in terms of what we do, have them look at that because it's going to be way more current because we probably started working with you three, four, or five, six years ago. We were a different firm at the time, right? We might have just been two of us doing bathrooms. Now there's seven of us doing mostly new builds, right? So it's a much different firm in a short amount of time in the building world. I thought that was a good part of the conversation. I I look at it as, you know, referrals are looking backwards. And so so Mm. somebody is, 
somebody wants to remodel their bathroom to continue on that theme. Somebody wants to remodel their bathroom. Who do they know that's remodeled their bathroom? Well, uh, Joe and Joanna had their bathroom remodeled and I love it. So who did they, who worked on theirs? So Joanna, who worked on your bathroom? Well, the ranch mine. As Kevin said, you may have worked on that project three years ago, and now you're not focusing on bathroom remodels. You're focusing on new construction at this point. And so it's just, it's mm-hmm. just looking backward, and it, I think it often does start with, hey, I need someone to remodel my bathroom, right? I, I need a service provider. And I think the opportunity on social media is this looking forward and aspirational and, and, oh, wow, that's so inspiring the way that you talk about the result of that project. Um, yeah, he's there, he's really tapping into the power of that. And, and, uh, I, I love, I love that juxtaposition that he was talking about the referral versus what they're doing on social media. Right. And also that social media attracts good employees who want to work yeah. with them as well. And also subs and contractors and just attracts the people they yeah. want to work with because those people want to work with them. Yep. So that was interesting yeah, they're, too. they're hitting on all cylinders when we're talking about brand building because your, your brand is not just about marketing and business development. It's, I, I always talk about it in terms of a triangle. There's three sides to the triangle and, one is the marketing and business development. That's how we usually think about brand. But another side of the triangle is the employee experience. It's the culture piece of it. So that's attracting, as as Kevin was describing, it's attracting employees. And then the third side of the triangle is is the um, uh, the, the operations side of of things, and and that could certainly be how do we get this thing built. So they're. You know they they uh, they're doing a lot of of really good things in terms of of um, of building their brand the right way in the way that they want to do it. You know, and I I think a, a another miss that a lot of us have when it comes to brand building is to say, hey, I'm going to build this public image. I'm going to build this brand. And then say, okay, I've built this thing. We are the architects that do this in this spot for these people, right? That's our brand. Okay. So you put that out into the world, right? Because you can create that in a vacuum, but it can't stay in a vacuum. So you put that out into the world. And then what happens? People start responding to that and people start talking about that. And this is where you lose control or, or you no longer have control over your brand, right, out in the wild. And I think that's also a, a big part of the power of what Kevin is doing is this narrative that he's creating. For He's creating a big narrative, a long-running narrative, which is their brand. And he's also creating these these smaller narratives about this project, about this environment about this element you know all these things that he talked about he's giving the stories he's putting those stories out there he's putting those narratives out there for people to hear and to remember and to repeat so he actually has more control over the brand 
even though other people are talking about it, he's giving people the things to talk about. And he's giving pe- mm-hmm. people the, 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 you know, that comes from the remembering it and the telling of it and, and everything else. So he's, he's actually exerting more control than most of us are um, when it comes to our brand. If, if we're not giving those stories, we can't control all of it, but we can certainly help. And, um, and they're, they're doing a great job of that. Time and effort, I guess. It does take time and effort, but, but I, I'm, I'm going to go back to focus. Mm-hmm. It takes focus. Um, that, that to me, that's, that's the real key, right? They have a focus oh. on what they want it to be. Actually, I wrote down focus, time and effort. Yeah. yeah. I did say focus, time and effort. I just forgot the focus part. Well, yeah, I think, I think that's right. It, it starts with the focus, you know, this is what we want it to be. This is the story we're going to tell and, and everything follows that you know the the time they put into it and the effort is all directed in the same direction because of that that focus and it's um i'm I'm really glad that we had this conversation and i i I hope that this becomes one of our most watched or listened to um conversations because I, I think this could have a, if, if people really take to heart what Kevin is saying, I think this could have a huge impact on a lot of small firm architects. If you, if you really apply the really, the very basic principles that he's talking about, um, I, I think this can really help move the needle for a lot of firms. Well, what did you think? Did you hear something in there that you can use in your practice today? If you are so inspired by this conversation that you'd like to watch the entire Context and Clarity Live episode, head on over to the Entree Architect YouTube channel. There's a playlist there that has all of the full Context and Clarity Live episodes. And if you want more of the Context and Clarity podcast delivered to you every week, give us a thumbs up and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts. If you like content like this, check out Gable Media. It's a multimedia network for people that care about the built environment, and it's the home of Context and Clarity. With Gable's growing family of podcasts and video channels, I know you'll find something there that interests you. You can learn more at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. And one last thing before you go. If the topic of today's episode is of particular interest to you, join me over on Facebook today at 4 p.m. Eastern inside the Entree Architect Community Facebook group. That's where every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern, I host Context and Clarity Conversations, and we take topics like this, and we dig deeper. We have a conversation in real time to try to find more clarity around the things that matter most to you. So thanks for listening. I hope our time together has inspired you to think about your community and your practice and how you can support those around you. We'll be back here again next week, and in the meantime... I hope you'll join me and the Entree Architect community on Facebook today at 4 p.m. Eastern so that we can help each other find more clarity around the topics that matter most, no matter what your context is. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. 
where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like, us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success.